Hello, everybody. My name is Jason Davey. I am a pro-law consultant with C2Axis.com. I have been in IT for 20 years, a pro-law administrator for 10, and a pro-law consultant for three. I wanted to share a few things that I learned from the pro-law conference in 2019 this year, some things that I think you might find interesting and hopefully might help you and your organization. The purpose of this podcast is just to increase the amount of awareness and information around pro-law. I want to make sure that every install out there of pro-law feels like they're supported and that they understand what's going on and that ultimately they get the max amount of functionality out of the system. Pro-law can be a very difficult software to keep up, set up, maintain. There's many challenges that can happen. So my hope is, is that through these podcasts that we can increase the amount of knowledge that you have at your firm or with your users. And definitely feel free to reach out to me at jason at c2axis.com. It's C, the number two, A-X-I-S. If you need any follow-up information or if this podcast has stirred any questions for you. So let's get started. So the first thing that I wanted to share that um, I didn't know was from a troubleshooting class at the conference where the help desk support folks were talking about troubleshooting the profiling window. So if you're in the newer version of Prolog, not .NET, which really isn't that new, we're going to talk about that later, but if you're using the .NET add-in where you get the kind of, it looks like a web page kind of pop-up, then... Whenever you close that window, all of the bugging information and um, error information goes away. So it's just one of the things that I just thought was really interesting that if you're getting an error, if it's throwing an error inside of that IIS window um, for the pop-up for your Excel, Word, Outlook um, to save into ProLaw, just know that the files, the error logs, delete themselves when you close that window. So I didn't know that. I just wanted to share that with you. Second thing, there's a new um, ProLaw service that runs in conjunction with the 2018.1 and newer version. So make sure that you have this new ProLaw version or the service to run with the dashboard. Um, the way that I understand it is, is that we were having some issues with performance of the dashboard, especially in, I think, some larger um, installs. And so always just ensure that you have that ProLaw service for the dashboard running and configured properly if you are in version 2018.1 or newer. So the next thing is huge. Uh, my friend Brad, who I've been working with um, administering ProLaw for the last 10 years, he's one of the best sysadmins that I've ever encountered in all of my years of 20 years of working in IT. We are so excited about this next one in that in 2019.1, you no longer need administrative privileges to install ProLaw after an upgrade. This is just so huge, especially for government um, clients, but really any network that cares about security um, should not be running their users with administrative privileges. It doesn't matter if they're an attorney. It doesn't matter if they travel. They do not need admin privileges. And so, um, you know, if you have the administrative staff and the IT staff to configure your securities properly, but with 2019.1 and hopefully for for the ever future into the future we will no longer have to make our users admins in order to install prolaw 
I'm not sure about the Adobe, um, or sorry, it's not Adobe, but it's a PDF creator um, package that gets installed every time that you launch ProLaw for the first time. I'm not sure if they fixed that aspect, but as far as the registry keys that go with ProLaw, according to um, the very high ups at ProLaw, we no longer have to have admin privileges. So IT managers and directors everywhere can rejoice, and especially the security guys. Next thing. This was a neat thing. I didn't realize that you can, once you kick over to the new IIS component add-ins for Outlook, Word, and Excel, that little IIS pop-up, well, you can also go to the IIS server itself. And this is more of a tech thing, so just don't worry about it. We'll go on to the next thing if this tech isn't your deal. But you can go into the IIS and right-click on each one of the profile services and actually view the web page and it won't error out, right? It should just say everything's good to go. It's actually a web page. So one of my thoughts, we have a monitoring system called PRTG with one of my clients. And so you could load that web page into any monitoring system that you have and then report it down because it'll error out if there's some issue with that IIS page loading. So that's a really good way for IT shops to be proactive and not reactive to realize when their IIS services have gone down. This is a little teaser, but I'm going to be sending this out very soon, like hopefully in the next week. Um, one of the um, things that always has kind of struck me as odd in that whenever you open up a document from ProLaw, there is a number at the top which corresponds to the document number in ProLaw. So the way that I've always taught it is that that's just um, a way to verify that the document has opened up correctly and the connection between ProLaw and your document is good to go. Well, the complaint over the years has been, well, what about the document name from inside of ProLaw? What about that event notes first line? Like it would be really helpful to know that this is a motion to dismiss or this is a motion for this, especially when you have eight different Word documents open, you don't really know what the numbers mean. So I'm happy to announce that um, Colleen and I hired a programmer <laughs> that's much smarter than me that understands VB. And this has been on my radar for several years to get fixed and we finally fixed it. So keep an eye out um, for an email that's gonna go out. Go to my website, c2access.com, sign up for newsletter updates because very soon I'm gonna be releasing for free um, the instructions on how to insert a VB macro code in your Word document that will update the header to to the event notes um, from ProLaw. There's a couple technical things that are gonna that, are gonna, that need to occur with that. Um, I just wanted to share it with the ProLaw community at large because I think it's such a, a huge thing for our attorneys. I just really believe that um, they will enjoy this optimization that we have discovered. And if you have any problems, give me a call. That will be a billable service. But as far as just giving you the information, if you have a qualified and competent IT staff, they should be able to implement these things for you pretty easily. And I also believe for even the small firms that, you know, or just have a very basic install of ProLaw, they could probably maybe hopefully follow the instructions as well and get the same functionality as the big firms. All right. So this was the next thing. So I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent here, but in my opinion, one of the number one issues with ProLaw today is saving email 
into ProLaw. So if you're, this is only applies to the document management portion of ProLaw, obviously, but for me and for my observations, email is the new modern day correspondence for legal firms, and we need to save that correspondence into the matter for historical purposes, as well as for named partners um, responding to client issues. And so for the firms that have figured out best practices and usually just using the secretaries to save all of those emails into the system, um, it really does provide a roadmap for all of the cases so that way you don't have to follow up with a bunch of emails to get caught up. So that's good. The bad is how long it takes to save all of those emails. I, I think with some of my larger clients, I feel like we're dedicating anywhere between, I don't know, 30 and 70% of our admin staff's time just to saving email. So here's the fix, maybe. Maurice, the product manager from ProLaw, said that, yes, this might be a good way to get around this. But what you can do is you can set up Matters View, which is a add-on product from ProLaw that allows a directory view of your events in Outlook. I'm a pretty firm believer that in two to four years, most attorneys are going to be working out of their Outlook exclusively using the Matters view, assuming that we can get all of the bugs worked out of it for very large instances. But if you have very few custom tabs, this may be working for you today. You might need to get on the most ver current version of ProLaw to get it to work, but this is a really good reason. So what does that give us? We just have the ability to view events. Well, we can once you add those um matter event trees via matters view into outlook then we could in theory create rules in outlook that will automatically move an email once it's sent to a specific folder so the way that i have this in my mind set up is that we're going to require all of our internal staff to include the matter id in the subject line and then I will write a rule that will say if there is a matter ID with, you know, number, 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 dash, number, 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 dash, number, 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 number for a matter ID, then that will automatically get moved to the corresponding folder of that name. So this is all just theoretical, but this is the number one problem that I believe that I have to solve over the next year um, for some of my larger um, clients. And so I'm really looking forward to um, maybe using the, the matters for you to do that. Another huge thing that I learned, this was like the biggest light bulb, I think, of the entire conference. And one of the reasons that I wanted to share, um, I wanted to start this podcast, was you can turn off bidirectional linking in GWAE and in ProLaw. Meaning that if you have the groupware agent set up to push out your docket events from ProLaw onto your Outlook calendars, but sometimes you want to delete stuff off of your calendar and you can't because it ProLaw will just push it right back. Well, there's a way that you can set up the agent to allow it to um, the end user to delete things off of their calendar that won't delete it in ProLaw. So that's about it. I wanted to keep this to around 10 or 11 minutes, and I think that's where we've gone at this point. So stay tuned for more upcoming podcasts on ProLaw and ProLaw tips and best practices. Um, I... I really believe that I got the most bang for my buck out of this ProLaw conference. I pay for it out of my pocket. Sometimes I go on behalf of a client, but um, I, I really love um, the interaction that we get with the upper echelon of the product managers and really understanding where they are going in the future. And 
Um, I've always been impressed with Maurice and Cindy, but this time especially, I think that they have their um, sights set for the future and the, where they're taking this product is the absolute right place to go, um, not only for existing clients, but for um, the future of ProLaw. The last thing that I will say, because nobody else said it at the ProLaw conference, and I get why, because it's they don't want to beat up their customers, but I'm going to say it as a consultant. If you are on version 11, if you are not on .NET, you are you're a detriment to your firm. Like you are not getting the max value out of the software package that you are paying for. Yes, upgrading stinks. Yes, there's going to be issues, but that doesn't mean that you need to stay on a software package that was written in 1995. is a fundamental, I mean, it's almost different software and to not be on the .NET platform at this ver at this, at this juncture is, is counterproductive to your own firm's productivity. Engage with support, engage with consultants, do what you need to do, talk to some third-party vendors, maybe look at cloud sourcing. There's a bunch of vendors out there, Affinity's one of them. So, you know, make a plan for the future and get upgraded, get use of these new tools so that that way you don't feel like you're using an old piece of software because you are, you just haven't upgraded, but you need to. So I'm off my soapbox. So nice to talk to you all. Jason Davey, C2Access.com. Um, Jason at C2Access.com is my email address. Feel free to give me an email. I'm going to share this stuff all over LinkedIn and on my website. And I hope you find it helpful. It was helpful and uh, hope to hear from you soon.